Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week it's a reunion event as we welcome Deep Thoughts Grant back to the airwaves, along with friend of the pod Jamila, to discuss Get Out, the new social horror movie from the mind of Jordan Peele that follows Chris, a black photographer, and his white girlfriend into an affluent suburb to meet her white family. There are spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen the movie, we'd advise you to get out. Right now, it's the end of You and Me. Okay, wonderful. You guys, welcome back. It's a reunion episode. We've never been to Jamila. Have we ever been together on the podcast, or did you replace um, me? No, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I think I did fill in for you yeah. one evening. Oh, that's right. Chat. So it's just a reunion episode for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm still. It's all about, about David. It's it, it your podcast, David. I mean, yeah. Or we, you, you two are replacing the Jacob for this conversation. <laughs> it takes two to replace Jacob. Wow. It's true. He's got big, giant shoes. Um, but officially, I want, I'll say welcome back to the airwaves for those of us just tuning in who don't know what's going on. We have Jamila, special guest, and back from outer space, Grant, back to the Yay. airwaves. You're so gonna... excited. Mighty return. <laughs> Grant, you might be too excited. You might have to take it down a notch. Hey, it's pretty late here, okay? I'm in my PJs. <laughs> I've got my warm milk. Oh. I got into my, my PJs bowl, my, right after my lunch bowl at of work. Fruit loops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. We all saw all right. the new movie, the new horror movie, Get Out by Jordan Peele from the mind yes. of Jordan Peele. Yes, it did. And so we're going to. We should probably say off top, I think we're going to try to talk about it without spoiling it 100%, but I think yeah, we'll, I probably, that. we'll probably end up spoiling it. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a real conversation about that movie without a little spoilage. Yeah. Yeah, no promises at all. Okay, so this thing just came, it's been out for two weeks now, right? Two weekends at least. I think so. It's critically acclaimed. Everyone loves it. Yes. It's got like 99%, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 168 reviews, it has 167 fresh ratings and one rotten. So let's start there. Does this <laughs> what did movie... the rotten, what did the rotten say? I, I didn't read it. I figured it's just some, <laughs> some rogue hater. But does the movie merit all this freshness? What did you guys think? Um, I think it does. Um. I was surprised upon second viewing to realize that it was actually a two-hour movie. Um, it I did felt not register that. Than that. It, it did is. just a little bit. Um, so for a two-hour-long like horror thriller, yes, it was. It was. It deserves. I feel like horror movies, not so much the classic ones. The older ones tend to be a little bit longer. But recently, like new horror movies that come out, like the Saw movies, <laughs> like the Crazies, they tend to be really fast ninety-minute movies. Yeah. 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 You watched the Saw movies? I saw the first one and checked out promptly. I've seen them all. Really? Yeah. I, I cannot I get through those. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask if you guys like scary movies because I a lot of people have been wanting to see it but are scared that it's like too scary. 
That um, was my initial aversion to it because horror is not my genre. I don't really need to be startled for anything, but you know, I'm <laughs> trying to support black businesses out here in these streets. <laughs> Get that support. So I went and saw it. Yeah, I I did not grow up loving horror movies. They scared the crap out of me as a child. And then at some point, something turned, and all of a sudden, I could not get enough. What made it turn? What yeah, that movie? is interesting. Who I hurt you? <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the movie was, but it was probably... I know that the movies that scared me the most when I was, when I was younger, Poltergeist yep. was like the worst like- thing legit scary as shit yeah and you know toys turning against children is a nightmare i had clowns hanging in my bedroom okay (sighs) i had clowns in my bedroom too they were terrible yeah were these how your parents like kept you in bed at night (laughs) probably i don't know what that was about but i think it's probably around like the 90s when like it became you know nightmare on elm street the, the big like slasher flick where it was just like so ridiculous that, you know, it was like, yeah, this is just no one with claws is coming after me. So I, there's no reason to be scared. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I'm on the same page usually, but uh, when it gets to gratuitous violence and blood and gore and torture porn, that is really a turnoff for me. I don't which is why I couldn't, couldn't even come back to the Saw movies. Yeah. I can't do it. I really like horror movies. I cannot do like the torture porn or like the home invasion ones are really frightening to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, well, so did this remind you, did get out remind you of any like classic movies? Yeah, it did. And I think the most obvious one is was Stepford wives. I think Jordan Peele keeps, mm-hmm. keeps referring yeah. to that, which I don't really uh, register as a, a horror movie. Yeah. It's like a really direct reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like social commentary. Yeah. yeah. He also said uh, Rosemary's Baby was a big influence for him. That is like probably my one of my favorite horror movies mm, ever. Sure. Anytime should, it's on TV. That should I'll be on everybody's it. list. Even the remake with Zoe Saldana. Uh, I did not see that. I that forgot a, about that. That happened? <laughs> not <laughs> me. I think I blocked that out. <laughs> I was unawares. Um, I think it, it reminds me a lot of the... Uh, the shining type storytelling where it's this long, just creepy ass, like moment after moment after moment where you know that it's not right, but like, you know, you're just waiting for that next thing to go down. Right. There's a lot of wandering around the premises. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that as, as I was watching it, but yeah, that's a pretty good um, analog. I guess the shining sort of has a lot of similarities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A long shots, a lot of long scenes. What about for you, Grant? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I agree with the Stepford Wives thing. And the yeah, Rosemary's Baby, I think, is what I kept thinking about was with just like the Mia Farrow character, like keeping like thinking that she was going crazy the whole time and being gaslit so much. Mm. That's what I just kept thinking about during it. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with him and he was describing it as um, a social thriller or a social horror movie, which Mm -hmm. just as a concept really appealed to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's really kind of fascinating to just to watch a movie like this that sort of acknowledges the horror and everyday interactions between black and white people. Mm -hmm. Um, Watching the movie, we are um, gay black man, straight black woman, white gay man. What were our, (laughs) 
I, I, I don't even really know how to say it. Watching it, did you feel like these interactions were grounded in reality? Or did you think this is silly <laughs> foolishness? Clearly, it's satirical. <laughs> and that these aren't really things, these issues that came up. What, was, what were your thoughts, Grant? Well, I live in New Orleans. And I was in a theater that was probably like 75, 80% black. And definitely if I had any questions throughout the movie about whether or not it rang true for other people, I was, le- <laughs> it was pretty clear. Nice. Answered in real time and in stereo. Oh, oh so that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like commentary going on during the movie. Uh, definitely like when at the beginning, when Allison Williams was like, my parents are not racist, I promise. And everyone in the theater was like screaming with laughter being like, yeah. I mean, of course, everybody knew what it was going to be about, but I don't sure. know. it was definitely uncomfortable in some spots, but I still pretty accurate, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. You know, I just I thought it was so interesting because there's definitely that thing and I've experienced it not just in well, because my partner is white, but not just in dealing like in romantic relationships, just with friendships. There's you shouldn't have to ask like, "Hey, did you tell them I'm black?" But that point where he, where he asked Allison Williams' character, uh, Rose, I think her name is, yeah. if um, she told him, told her parents that he was black, and she was like, "No, why should I have to? I'm with you, and I love you, and that should be enough for everybody." But it's like that's a fucking thing. You, can <laughs> you have to go. Yeah, because when you you meet a family who didn't expect to meet a black person, and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, welcome. Welcome to our home. You have to see that quick recalculation. (laughs) Didn't she say that, like, she'd never brought home a Black guy before? I think she did. I think she did because he was like, it's a thing. And she's like, no, it's not. It's fine. And she's like, they're fine. Right. I really loved Obama. It was great. (laughs) Oh, God. I would have voted for Obama a third time. Yeah, because that could totally happen. Yeah. (laughs) wait so have you ever had to ask like does does your family know that i'm black have you ever said that to a person you were dating no because i've gotten to a place where well with my partner i would for sure ask if it was someone i'm dating but like casually i've gotten to a place where i just expect that there's going to be a certain um like recalculating root (laughs) kind of reaction (laughs) Just when you meet people, like when I, my name, David Clark, I think we talked about, I'm sure on, on Deep Thoughts, just looks very white on a resume. So it's an, an interaction or an experience that I've gotten very used to expecting from people. Like when you show up for a job interview and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're right this way. I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's one of the funnier things about this movie is how like for me that's a legit experience and sort of elevating that into a baseline for a horror scenario i think is just kind of genius i'm surprised it hasn't really been done before yeah why is it taking so long nobody want to get punched in the face oh well that's a good reason (laughs) (laughs) i mean next question Asked and answered. Yeah, I don't know. There's been such a proliferation in the past couple years of like black content and black media, and this explosion of of black films and their being success at the box office that maybe the opportunity just wasn't right before. Yeah, I don't think that this movie could have been made like that many years ago. 
for sure. Like, and not been received in this particular way. Cause now like so many people want to be woke that like they, they want to step outside of that space and be like, yes, that movie. Yeah. You know what? And that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because that was my experience. Grant, I'd say I had the opposite experience of seeing it in a theater full of black people. I saw it in Hollywood in a theater full of <laughs> white people and it was on par with, I would say, my screening of Moonlight, which was also with white people. And it was similar in experience um, in the sense How that so? after the movie, the number of white people who wanted to come up and just like <laughs> touch me and talk to me about this movie and this experience and just demonstrate their wokeness, like everybody was woke and on Red Bull. And they were like, yes, that aren't Strangers. white people ridiculous? <laughs> yes, complete strangers. It was really strange. Like, after Moonlight, people were like, wasn't that just so special? I thought it was so beautiful. <laughs> like, white people really wanting to connect, which, you know, you have to appreciate their intention, just, like, as yeah. wanting to make a connection. But it's really strange. And after you this movie, it was up, the same way. You should set up a little booth and, like, accept, like, you know, donations for your mm-hmm. <laughs> for your nods. Yeah. Hugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I agree. A hundred percent. I like Tiger, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because it's like we just sat through a two-hour movie where you guys were doing just that. And now it's (laughs) happening in real life. And you don't even know it. Yeah. Like, even after watching that movie, you still don't know. We can't help it. We're trying. (laughs) It just, like, keeps happening. It just keeps coming out. It's really hard to stop. Yeah, but I mean... (laughs) It's got to, like, well, something like that has got to come from a good place. So I often feel conflicted about how to accept that. In On or, the one hand, it's quite othering because it's like, hey, you black person, <laughs> let's have a moment. And on the other black, hand, black, it's black, like, black, 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 know, black. we're all in this together. And wasn't that funny? Can we share this? You don't really know how to process it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that said, I saw it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I did as well. That was the thing. It's like you see it once to appreciate it and see it a second time and you'll be ready to fight somebody. Because after the second viewing, I was like, well, God damn it. And it's just like all of the things. All of the little Easter eggs before you you know what the twist is. After Mm -hmm. watching those same scenes over and over again, it's like, oh. So (laughs) watching it the second time, what were the scenes that really... What was your like takeaway? What was the thing that took it from being like just a visual movie experience to like something that really got under your skin? I don't know if it really got under my skin. It was just well, for instance, that one scene where she where he asks her if her parents know that he's black, and she's like, "Think about mm-hmm. how ridiculous that is. Would I be bringing you home to my racist parents?" It's like just watching her right. deliver those lines without giving it away. Mm-hmm. I mean, she seemed like a legit sociopath. Yes, after the second viewing. And then after you, you come out of that theater the first time and you realize Rose was in on it the whole time. Now, I don't, didn't ever expect to be in a position to celebrate an Allison Williams performance. <laughs> she was good. But I really have to say she was perfect in this. Yeah. She got the loudest scream in my theater, like after he like finds the photos and then he like then she shows up behind the door. That was the loud people were fucking screaming. <laughs> wow. 
Because yeah. that would be the classic moment where he gets like, you know, a chop to the head. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, in a way he does. In a way he yeah. does. What do we think of the casting in general? What do we think of the... Um... Have we seen that guy in other things? Do you know him? Black Which, yeah, he Which was, one? Uh, the main guy. His name is Daniel oh, okay. Kaluuya. Yeah. Okay. British guy from that yes. episode of Black Mirror, whose episode title I can't remember. But no, it but it was the one with the exercise and the points and like the American Idol style competition. Yeah. Grant, yeah, do you, did you see Black Mirror? No, I don't have the, the stomach for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think All it was right. also in like Sicario or something, but I thought it was very good. He kind of has yeah. a um, kind of like a Dule Hill slash Ray J vibe quality to him. Ray J. Mm. I guess the squareness of his head, maybe. The squareness <laughs> of his head and his <laughs> angular. Yeah, his angles. Yeah, but if he no, spent... I thought you said I thought you said angular. Angular. Oh boy. Well, I guess maybe from a different angle, it is angular. <laughs> you have to consider all of the angles. Um, but he did a thing. Most of his performance, I would say, was a lot of um. Like head tilting, eye squinting, and laughing to himself, which no, is... it was told a story told that's through a... side eye. Yes, <laughs> it was so good because that's how I go through life. <laughs> Just kind of letting people speak, looking at them like they're crazy, and waiting a minute for them to correct themselves, and then they never do. <laughs> that was the whole movie. And then you nod and say, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they wave a lacrosse stick in my face threateningly. Absolutely. You know, like Speaking of lacrosse sticks, I think actually the most terrifying person in this movie is the brother. Yeah, because he's psychotic. No. I, I know that crazy. Really? I'm I'm you're, aware of that crazy. And That's you're like, not intimidated yeah, by it? No. Um, it, it, Missy, I hated her. The mother? The mom. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, she's she was the worst. Yeah. She's definitely the most sinister. Yeah. Yeah. She Just was like, my involuntary, just... like, applause break when I watched the movie the first time. That was the first time I couldn't help myself. <laughs> just clapped when she got what was coming to her. Yes. Complete violation. Yeah. That woman. Stirring that tea. But played so well by Catherine Keener. That was another yes. very good performance. And and I will say, I don't ever see it for Bradley Whitford. I like him, <laughs> but I never see it for him. Uh-huh. He looked good in this one. Like Salt and Pepper is a good Salt and Pepper turtleneck adjunct professor is a good look for him. What does it mean that you're attracted to him in this movie in particular, David? <laughs> I mean, psychologically, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Psychologically speaking, yeah. I don't know. Let's just put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, let's circle back. We'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, but you, you could get it. You could. What did you think about the music? Because that opening music creeped me the hell out. The opening music was ex- a very reminiscent of Beetlejuice. Yes, I agree. Uh, I noticed that as well. Yeah. Not as bouncy, though. That, like, discordant, like, string, whatever that was. Yeah, but that that really only lasted for the the opening sequence. And then it was kind of gone. It sort of settled into this other thing. And a lot of the scares in the movie were, like, jump scares punctuated by discordant, like, piano bursts. Yeah. Okay, so question. When they're driving to her parents place 
and that they hit the thing. It's so crazy. And then they have the, like the experience with the cops, which kind of like sets up, you know, it's another thing that like sets up before the movie, before they get to like the hometown or whatever. Do you think it's possible that they had it? Like, is that a thing that happens every time she takes someone home to kind of like Mm. try and convince them that everything's going to be okay? Do you think that's like part of like the setup? Or am I just being, that occurred to me just this minute that maybe that was the setup. <laughs> I wonder how deep that rabbit hole went. Um, yeah. But I think that when they ran into the deer, they were like a little bit outside of like her family town. Cause she sort of was like, oh, we're up that way. But again, it could have been a setup. It's not, we haven't gone full Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is a, like the the village. It's not one of these situations. I don't know if the cop and the deer were in it on, not as well. The deer is like counting his. He's watching his Apple Watch. Insane. <laughs> David, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? I forget. I lost my point. I was trying no, to sorry. trying to come back to it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, so, I'm sorry I ruined it with my <laughs> <conspiracy>. <laughs> Your curiosity. Oh, so let me say that it took me quite a while to figure out what was actually happening because I just could not reconcile that these were not hypnotized people because they were acting so strangely and horribly. Right. And then when you realize like, oh, so this is what they actually act like. This is their actual personality. Right goodness that's horrible <laughs> like yeah. they're the most boring people on the planet right but yeah i gotta say like as a horror movie that it kind of broke down for me in the third act upon that reveal of like oh this is what they're really up to because the premise a is seems so ludicrous that that would happen that they were transplanting brain parts yeah i just can't imagine that anyone would really sign up for this process that whole See, you had to watch the 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 Caligula. What was it? What was it called? Caligula. <laughs> the Caligula. The Caligula. Yeah. yeah. Is anyone Caligula. signing up for Caligula? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we need at least ten people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that part of it is a little on the unbelievable side, but it's like. It, it's I've heard it described as like this uh, liberal racism sort of element because mm. you would think, well, if you're a racist, why would you want to be inside of a black person? Like, why would you want to be looking at a black person? But it's that fetishizing of black people that has the racist tones in it. Sure. I felt like from the introduction of you, uh, that first friend who disappeared, um, to the sort of revelation of the master plan and the, this transplant situation that was happening, everybody became a character from the Chappelle show, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. And so I just, I couldn't like, this is how white people act. And this is how a black person <laughs> pretending how a white person acts. It just really kind of, it just didn't hold up. I guess I never really, th- I, like I, there are a few things like that that didn't hold up for me, like in terms of, the specifics of the story but i guess i was just really trapped in sort of like the meta part of it Mm -hmm. like trying to 
I actually thought, and I just kept thinking about how smart most of the devices were, even like the teacup where it was sort of like, you know, as soon as he started to question or started to like try and Mm -hmm. figure out or trying to leave, it's almost like the teacup was like, like gaslighting or something that was like kind of, you know, using some sort of like race, uh, like bait and switch to like kind of neutralize him. Like I thought that that was like, an interesting device. I thought it was an interesting device as well and very well executed and clever in a way, like when they're talking about, um, or oh, you're going to swing a pocket watch in front of my face. And she's like, Oh no, <laughs> you're getting very sleepy now all the while making him very sleepy. Mm-hmm. Which is why I hate it. So, yeah. It's so sinister. <laughs> yes. God damn. And then he gets plunged into this, um, like psychic space called the the sunken place. Yeah, that part to me was terrifying. Yeah, in a because sort of like, like gravity with Sandra Bullock sort of way. <laughs> yeah, like even if you you know sort of had like the slightest reservation about like therapy or psychology or. Uh, hypnosis. I didn't even think of it that way, <laughs> Jamal. That, like, no, for, but for me, because like that's part of one of the running, you know, isms of this movie. You know, between like the black characters versus the white characters, it's like every black conspiracy was shown to you in this movie. They're trying to uh, brainwash you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You stay away from the white people in their psychology. They're gonna get in your head. They're gonna fuck it up, and then they're gonna have you, you know, out there as a sex slave. Right, right, exactly. Just like his friend. What was his friend's name? Rod? Yes. Yeah, sitting there the whole time like, don't go in that house. I don't, the, the alternate title to this movie could have been, I told you so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I told you so, don't do it. Yeah, Absolutely. That was great. And he was another great character. Back to Allison Williams' performance, though. Um, because you mentioned Fruit Loops earlier. When she makes the switch... <laughs> And she puts on that white turtleneck with a snatched ponytail and goes dead-eyed. I didn't know she had that kind of range. And it's funny because we sort of think of Lena Dunham's character from Girls as, as like the real lightning rod for millennial criticism. But I think obviously like a close second in terms of hateable characters on that show is Marnie. And I think mm-hmm. everybody, anybody that hates Marnie has to see this movie. see marnie's the one i identify the most with and i don't know what that means about me yeah but um put a pin in that (laughs) (laughs) for some other rainy day um yeah no when she does like the uh like you know eight sucks of milk and eats the eight (laughs) fruit loops it's like incredible it's incredible it really is (laughs) very creepy yeah when they're at the party and like he goes through and he yeah so when he meets each like new white person they kind of have like new awkward interactions and like new sort of stereotypical interactions and like you know the one lady like grabs him and starts feeling him up and Mm. it was like pretty intense i mean Um, those are those were all actual things that have happened to me like none of that seemed (laughs) that's what i wanted or ridiculous every single one of those exchanges Like, even the crazy brother, when they're sitting down at the table and he's he's uh, like, you know, with with your genetic makeup and your build, you could be a real, like, you could be a real machine. You could be a beast. Or, like, what's, what are your sports? Grabbing you by the arms. You know, is it true what they say? 
literally every single one of those things i've been like "Mm -hmm. okay sure moving on Mm. so watching those i you know i just heard you describe those as like stereotypical black white exchanges that are like awkward moments but did they seem like stereotypical in the sense that so stereotypical that they'd be unrealistic because for me they all resonated in a real way Mm, i mean no i've definitely heard all of those things (laughs) i've witnessed those interactions um it's it's uh, yeah i don't know yeah the thing about those kinds of what they they have a name for them the microaggressions right Mm -hmm. those situations it's so common and then you're just sort of like in shock a little bit. Like, did you really just say that? And then you're like, do you hear yourself saying that? Right. And then you're wondering, like, do you realize that what you said was not cool? <laughs> you know, so it's hard to sort of read those kinds of situations where you're just like, okay. And then you just nod and walk away. Yeah. I, I always go back to that. Um, that there's an episode of 30 Rock where someone is describing a cocktail and Liz Lemon is like, oh yeah, I keep a thermos of that by the toilet in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, what? She goes, oh, you misheard me. (laughs) I feel like I'm always waiting for that moment. Like, I must have misheard you. Please correct what you just said and it never comes. (laughs) It's like this extra layer of social navigation. And again, it goes back to this question of intention, because it seems like for the most part, it's people trying to put you at ease and demonstrate inclusion and be like, hey, I'm down, I'm woke, we're one. But it's just that you always have to take a step back and be like, I hear how ridiculous you sound. Do you? (laughs) And in my experience watching this movie, I felt like the audience could see that it was ridiculous, but not recognize that they are sort of the same way, especially after the movie when people are coming to high-five me and point and laugh <laughs> at the white people. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it, it, the movie, to me, the experience of going to watch the movie in that theater was as good as the actual movie. I don't think I would have liked it nearly as much if I had watched it like at home alone on like iTunes. Yeah, actually, I think yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a it's a group experience because you kind of have to like, you know, confer and like, you know, have some sort of communication with other people when this when you're all watching the same thing go down on screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of mm-hmm <laughs> for my show, <laughs> like a lot of it. I was like, if my I have to be the one noises. black person in this theater making these noises, I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> I came to march. Um, in my in my theater. I definitely reacted involuntarily when I saw Erica Alexandra Alexander pop oh, up on yeah. screen. <laughs> Jamila, that's the response I like. Grant, Woo, cousin Pam. For you, did you recognize her? Did you care? Was it a thing in your screening? Uh, Do you know who that is? I know who it is. <laughs> okay. okay. But I don't think people in my screening, no. they didn't go super crazy. No. Nobody. That was great. And she was so funny. Maxine She Shaw. was great. It was one of the best parts of the movie. It really I mean, was. like, and thank God for Laurel. Like, that was like all of those yeah. parts were. I mean, necessary. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. Yeah, I agree. So, would you recommend this movie? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent fresh. 
Would you mm-hmm. rewatch this movie? You just said you wouldn't have enjoyed it as much at home. I would watch it in the theater again. It'll be in the theaters for a while. Yeah, I tried. I meant to go back before we had. I meant to go back a second time before we had this talk, but I ran out of time. I would definitely recommend it, and I have seen it twice. Might even (laughs) go see it again. Okay, I don't know if I'll go and see it again. Yeah, with new people. With new people. Yeah, take your white friends. <laughs> that I'd say is my the best advice to anybody is you know I I saw it with my white boo and I saw it with my <laughs> white friends separately and those are rewarding fulfilling experiences and then you just like turn in your seat and you watch white people watch it <laughs> exactly and I hold a mirror up to them up no, to the movie was, <laughs> yeah the other title yeah it's Get Out or I Told You So or White Squirming. Exactly. Yeah. I would watch a YouTube video of just white discomfort, just reaction videos on YouTube of white people watching it with like a night vision. No, yeah, night vision. (laughs) They should have that as part of the ad. Yeah, just like they do with the paranormal activity. Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. There was there was a lot of that of people of white people twisting in their chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Myself included. For sure. All right. Well, do you guys have a favorite part or a part that you wish were a little different? I have one part that I wish were a little different. Mm, interesting. Let me think about that. Mm. What was your part? I wish that the dog had come with Will Rell at the end to rescue him. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that should have just, I just feel like that would have been a great payoff. <laughs> okay. Mm. That would have been right. good. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to keep on that. I mean, not necessary, but <laughs> just the movie started with the dog. It should end with the dog. You got a point. Continuity. Bring it all together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would change about that. I guess um, Grandma and Grandpa, I would like those characters have been to have been fleshed out a little more. Because it just doesn't make sense with the premise of the movie why, why they were acting so strangely. If, like, they lived there and that was their home, why were they behaving like crazy automatons? Like the running thing? Yeah, like the running thing and well, the just standing in the kitchen thing. Like, they were robots that needed to be reset. Well, I think the the running thing, for sure, was about Grandpa and his, you know, Olympic hopes dashed by the great and powerful Jesse Owens. Um, and he wasn't necessarily over that, I don't think. Uh, which is partly probably why I completely forgot about that. I completely Mm -hmm. forgot about that. Was like a throwaway detail. Second view, I saw it twice and missed it. (laughs) (laughs) The second time, I was like, "Why is he doing that?" (laughs) Yeah, Bradley Whitford. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "That's a good turtleneck." (laughs) (laughs) And I think also that they had like because they're sharing a brain. You know, they say they're still in there and they I guess they still have little glitches. And it from what it seems like on the timeline of it, it's not necessarily like doesn't seem like it's been that long. Mm-hmm. You know, so perhaps the whole, you know, process is being perfected as as they go along. But yeah, that that it was the strange behavior of, you know, Georgina and uh the groundskeeper and Walter that made it that was like didn't convince me that like oh so they've actually inhabited their brains okay this is not just hypnosis these are these people's personalities that's weird yeah yeah 
Strange. And then when I look back um, and you see Walter greeting the people when they get out of the limos and it's all like hugs and, and like right. familiarity. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw that, I was like, that's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Didn't occur to me. Who thinks that's a real personality? Grant, did that bingo scene make sense to you the first ooh, in your first viewing? God, I don't remember what the bingo scene was. Oh, when, so then it did not. Yeah, when um, <laughs> when they're having the party and uh, after the seizure, after, after, yeah, the, after the, the seizure, and Allison Williams and her black boyfriend go out for a walk <laughs> <laughs> because His he's like Chris. <laughs> Chris, and they have to go for a walk because he's like, I need to get out of here. And then no, Bradley no. Whitford. She's the one who took him. He didn't say anything. She just was like, we're oh, going. He knew what time it was. That's right. She was all up in it. She and was. on the first viewing, I, 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 I will be the one to say I did not think that she was. You didn't think she was all in, in there? It? I didn't think she was 100%. I thought maybe a little you bit. You really she thought had she was going to find level. the keys. <laughs> Yeah, I can't not find after the, keys. the first time he asked her for the keys, and she's like, "I can't find them." I'm like, "Yeah, she playing games. Mm-hmm. She playing games. She's <laughs> that's when I realized she was in on it." When did you scream? Get out! Ooh. Um. Oh, you know what? When he went outside, when Chris went outside at night for the the smoke, and then. Mm-hmm. Grandpa came dashing at him, and he came walking back inside. <laughs> and there was Catherine Keener's character, like, "Oh, have a seat, just sit with me for a minute." And I was like, "Nope, get out, go home. This is it. She shouldn't have been sitting there in the dark." <laughs> Anyone know? that turns the lights on suddenly like that, forget it. They're up to something. Middle of the night, no, ma'am, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely like the big, the scariest villain of the movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. When did you scream, "Get out, Grant"? Mm. like opening credits (laughs) (laughs) i think with the deer basically with the deer scene damn it's a bad sign bad sign well i mean you know we're all like coached into knowing that it was going to be like scary actually yeah the i the first scene the very first scene when like the guy is on his phone like walking around the neighborhood like Uh and the car pulls over and like beats the hell out of him and like drag uh, you know there's i don't know i mean parts of it are entertainment and then parts of it are not and they like it's like kind of <laughs> like it's no i mean it's like it's very disturbing like i mean it that's why I, it was hard for me to like i gave it a lot of passes in places where i didn't think the logic necessarily added up because i felt like the larger points were so disturbing that mm-hmm. It didn't need to make a hundred percent sense to me for it to be effective. Yeah, I agree. But some of that, yeah, stuff like that. I was at the beginning. I was like already like really frightened. <laughs> but yeah, I I was actually a little late on the okay now because I didn't scream get out until like he's looking into the photo box mm. and it just instinctively shot out of my mouth. Get out. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, this is, you know for sure because the whole other times it's like, well, maybe he can find a way out of this, or uh-huh. maybe he still has her as an ally, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden it's just like, okay, you all by yourself, right? You got you are alone. Although I was like, don't go in that tiny door. I don't know what that <laughs> tiny door is. I don't know why it's open in the middle. Like, don't go in there all day. Open. Yeah, no, for no reason. Yeah, and the first so time my phone is uncharged. Him? 
Yeah, because what's the plan? It doesn't really accelerate until it's like he needs to find out. Yeah, and the the doors, yeah, and the doors open the entire time that they're there. Oh, the little door. Yeah, that little oh, door is open the entire time. You pay attention time. to that part. I did. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, why all of a sudden now are you going into this room? The door's been open all day and weekend. Right. But he kept looking over there. He saw it in the middle of the night. I don't like things to happen in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't like doors open in the middle of the night, especially I, doors. I don't either. I don't either. I close all of them in the night. Mm-hmm. You don't know. It's it's the classic horror movie. Something's coming out of that closet. Mm. And it's not David. (laughs) (laughs) Kicking and screaming. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, one of the things I, I realized after that second viewing is like how calculated the whole thing is. It's because it's like everything that Rose said to him, all the ways that she like dismissed his feelings and concerns and his worries, um, all of the microaggressions that her family and she did, and the you know the downplay and the condescension, all of it was calculated because they knew that these were the ways that you whittle away at the black man's soul, mm-hmm. and it's just like just keep picking, just keep picking. Mm-hmm. And you'll wear them down. And it's just like after that second viewing, you're like, yeah, y'all just did all that. Yeah. So how did it improve um, your white relations in real life? <laughs> IRL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what were the takeaway and lasting effects? Um. Yeah. About that. I don't trust white people when they can't oh, no. find their keys. I don't trust white people when they eat Fruit Loops. <laughs> I don't trust white people who said they voted for Obama. <laughs> Definitely, if anyone leads with that, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you go home and look at your man uh, differently? No, I really didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> not at all. Although, although, um, and this is prior to seeing like, the movie. I'm, I've I'm said several you. times, I've got my eye on you. Well, no, he knows the full story, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm staying right here in Los Angeles. I have already told him on several occasions, I am not going home with you. I'm not going to your hometown to see your family and your friends. Because legitimately, and this is something that has didn't even occur to me until right now when we're talking about it, like that is a real life, true fear of mine. He's from Indiana. Going back home <laughs> to Indiana <laughs> to ground zero for that kind of white thinking is not <laughs> something that's ever going to happen. Aww. That is like a root fear. The yeah, idea I that I will go be. someplace where I don't know anybody and I won't be able to get out. Trapped in a cornfield. Yeah. Also, Rod, that's why it's don't go to that white girl's house. Mm-hmm. It wasn't <laughs> just because she was a white girl, because she was all the way out in the middle of nowhere and you don't know nobody. Yeah, I don't know if I have any black friends. Maybe, not that I don't. Not that I don't have any black friends. I don't know that I have any black (laughs) friends that would be that direct with me. Like, don't do that. I feel like all of my friends would be like, "It's fine. (laughs) You're being just go. It's fine." (laughs) And I would be the black friend in my own head saying, "This ain't right. I don't think I should be doing this." And then I'd never be heard from again. Be your own black friend, David. Be yeah. your own black friend. <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt and a yeah. coffee mug. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a good shirt for white people too. Yes, it is. <laughs> Grant, it's so good to have you back. <laughs> I really do want Paid that by. now. Paid by. Mm-hmm. Repeat that first. to yourself one time before you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Be your own black friends. <laughs> Actually, maybe that is my like, yeah, my hundred dollar idea. Let's <laughs> <laughs> send you a check right now. Can I do it in Great. installments? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, everybody was freaking out at the end of the movie, like when the uh, when Allison Williams is like laying on the ground and the cop pulls up and it's like, uh oh, she won. Yeah. Yeah. Because of was... course this is how it goes down. Of course, yeah. and nobody would have been surprised. No. The groan in the theater was loud. It was unanimous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did it even in the second viewing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, oh, right. Yeah. Well, did everybody in the white theater do that too? Yes. Yeah, okay. in my theater as well. Mm-hmm. There was so, a, a yeah. collective, oh, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. when they saw it at airport. So, yeah. yeah. Although I will say it was less of a groan and more of a gasp. We're like, oh no! It was like one of those. <laughs> Very high pitched. I think my, my Scientology row, gasps. <laughs> my row was a, an audible, damn! <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, yes! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, strong to the finish. That was a good one. Yeah, that was yeah that last scene was a good moment. I'm very glad it went down that way. Um, I did he like he Jordan Peele's literally did like three or four interviews last week that I listened to, and he was saying that he had an alternate ending where it was the actual police that showed up as well. Oh, smart, interesting. And he tested both endings and and settled in on this one. You gotta let black people win. You know, because it would have just sucked so hard. Yeah, it would have been a message. Yeah. It'd been too psychologically too damaging for yeah. everybody. Yes. Too much. That would have been and the then, true horror. Then the closing theme song would have been "You Can't Win from the Wiz." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You can't break even. <laughs> you can't get out of the game. The end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God! That is so. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, save it for the sequel. Do you think this will be a franchise? Are we going to see another one of these, or is it going to be a standalone deal? I'm worried, and I mentioned this to you, David, about like I thought this was really good, and I thought it was really well executed. I worry that there's going to be a bunch of really shitty other versions of it that aren't done well, like copycat versions. Yeah, I don't want I a weigh-ins to get their hands on this. I don't want any of the uh, weigh-ins to to be anywhere uh, near this concept or property i can see that happening because it would be even it would be a complete farce right one yeah and white chicks yeah too. which was yeah. also a scary movie basically <laughs> <laughs> it was the first white nightmare <laughs> i would love that horror series just white nightmare <laughs> white netflix, yeah it could be like black, black mirror black. on netflix 
You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and special guests Grant and Jamila. As usual, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can join us on Facebook in our group, Deep Thoughts by This Dummy. That's Thoughts, T-H-O-T-S. And find us on Twitter at This Dummy Tweet. We'll see you next time.